Welcome to Sky's the Limit with your host, yours truly, Sky Estroff. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Sky's the Limit podcast. I just have to start with a warning for everybody. Please beware, take heed. If you are hungry, you might need a snack to listen to this podcast because today I am joined with AJ Diego of AJ's Baking Company, somebody who I have meticulously researched before this podcast by looking through his website and I got so hungry I was about to bake some cookies myself literally all his food photos are gorgeous his food videos are wonderful his cookbooks are so inspiring helpful and beautiful everything that he's doing on social media is amazing and yes I did research him online before all of this but we have met in person before and just hit it off immediately so this is just a really great moment to reconnect with each other talk through all of the great things that he's doing in his business in this moment in time if he can even keep track of them all and then give y'all some baking tips for the holiday season so with uh, without further ado <laughs> welcome to the podcast aj thank you so much for being here thank you for having me Oh, you are so welcome. It is my pleasure. And to everybody listening, we're probably going to be cracking up like every 10 seconds yeah. in this. So just know this is like a little reprieve to listen and just laugh along with us yeah. and have some fun. Because five seconds ago, we were both just chugging our iced coffees, trying to get our eyes pried open to be able to function as small business owners in this day and age. That's just the way that it goes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, so, AJ, I, I feel like everybody needs to know, let's just talk through how we met and how we hit it off instantly and why we're here today. Well, I thought you were someone else, first off. Oh, uh, right. No offense. But Wait, I forgot. But at least the person that you I'm are saying no offense to is, like, adorable and I love her. I don't think you do. Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Only because... Um, when we we were both invited to that restaurant opening... Mm-hmm a special dinner to kind of showcase their menu so we could get the word out about their restaurant. Mm-hmm. Um, I went by myself yep. and you went by Me yourself. Too. So mm-hmm. you, I think we're sitting at the bar. Yes. Um, with Beautiful some other, bar. with some other people that you knew. Um, no, this, I was, I oh. was alone, but everybody wanted to talk oh, to well, me, obviously, because that's just well, what you're, I do. You're beautiful. Oh, they were men. That it was because I was tan at the time. Oh, well. People love me more when I have a little bit of, like, a glow to me. Well, everyone likes a good glow. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I thought you were someone else. Um, I'm not going to name them because yeah, let's. I, yeah. I don't really have a lot of We'll life. save that for a part two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the only reason I didn't tell you i thought you were that person is because i heard you guys talking the best about that person i was like well i guess it's not her oh my gosh well i thought you also like and i completely forgot about this part of our introduction but i thought you looked her up on instagram while we were sitting there. i did because i was trying to figure out if sure it was though, you yeah um no and then i realized it wasn't yeah so i kind of just tried to like nudge into your conversation because i was by myself and well, I thought you were just so cool and talking to everybody else. I didn't know you were by yourself either, and I didn't want to like cramp your style by making you talk to me. But soon enough, no, we were I talking. I was only there to network because, yeah. as a business owner, you have to network. So I wow. was just trying to make conversation with people, and then I don't think it even took us five minutes, no. really, to laugh at stuff <laughs> because we're both absolute goofballs so and highly observant about absurd oh my god that were happening around us yes so we're like oh my god we have to sit together please because we're here alone both of us and these people are kind of weird so yes i mean it was an interesting table totally it was very interesting Good somebody people. locked themselves in the bathroom do oh, you remember that literally somebody like they got we're sitting at a table bathroom. and somebody's like help help like, i didn't hear the help i heard the help and the rattle of the doorknob oh i just heard people say there's somebody stuck in the bathroom <laughs> <laughs> it's like how does that happen at a new restaurant 
somebody installed the door handle backwards. And so I was just glad it wasn't either one of us that's like, help, help. Oh, go figure it would have been one of us. Almost had to call the fire department for this person. They were gone for a long time. It was like 30 minutes, (laughs) I think. (laughs) <laughs> no windows in that bathroom. I'd be screaming. I hope there was air conditioning. Jeez. I mean, they came out okay. I don't think they had to be like resuscitated. I think they were fine. Well, it depends on how they use the bathroom. I don't. I don't want to be stuck in there with it. Oh my gosh! Can you imagine if you just had to like go to the bathroom? You're trying to be discreet. You're like, shoot, I just gotta go. And then next thing you know, you're locked in there, and people open the door, and there's no denying it was you. It was you who stunk it up. They might have had poopery in there. <laughs> I mean, pro tip for any like person or restaurant, you should have poopery in your bathroom. Dab it just, some like, on makes... your temples. <laughs> <laughs> Bathe in it, please. Oh my god. Yeah, that was an interesting part of it. And then I feel like ten other funny things happened because we were seated with people that we did not know either because we were the randos. And also when we went in, and I don't know if this happened to you too the people that were greeting me were like oh you could have brought a plus one that wouldn't have been a problem i was like there was no option on my invitation oh mine said i could bring a plus one. Oh, well maybe i didn't read i don't know or w- i don't know if mine did i think i as- no i checked i asked if i could I, like, never go by myself because i think they asked you to rsvp i did rsvp because i rsvp and said i'll be bringing someone and then uh oh he I, yeah he yeah, couldn't yeah. make it yeah, and I actually had to leave early right. for that. So Jeez, it was wild on so many levels. And then were you there for the course that smelled so bad that we all thought like we couldn't eat it? Yeah. Okay. I, I was yeah, there. You were there until dessert. I was right? there the whole thing, but I left like right as they brought out dessert because yeah. I had to go. But yeah. And I was stranded by myself. When? Just I mean, kidding. It's fine. It's fine. We I, still I did actually feel a little bad. I was like, it's I hope right. she's not going to hate the rest of the evening. But No, I was like kind of half loving it. Also, we were DMing across the table the entire oh time. Oh, my God. Too. I forgot it about that. Really funny. <laughs> we were being shady. Yeah, we were. We but were it literally was texting about the people around us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But Which I don't normally do, but I don't either. All of this was just kind of a weird territory. In that moment, I felt very out of place. Yeah. Um, and I was just like, "This is something funny." We had somebody to hold on so, to in this moment. Yeah. Well, because it's weird, and for anybody listening who hasn't been to like an, a restaurant sneak peek or something like that, typically you're able to bring a plus one. It sounds like I may have been able to invite somebody and I just didn't read the invitation close enough and AJ's now fiance wasn't able to come that night so we both ended up just coming by ourselves which is already number one weird thing that happened number two was like this unassigned seating I I mean it's kind of 50-50 with a restaurant opening for me if you get assigned or unassigned seating Um, so that was a little odd and then the somebody you know screaming help from the bathroom that's never happened to me before. <laughs> and then, like, the food, we were just, like, had such high hopes for it, and it was just really... Have we said the name of the restaurant? No, we're not going to. Okay, then, yeah, I yeah. was disappointed. Yeah. Thoroughly disappointed. Right. Um, especially at the prices they're ch- totally. they're charging. Because um, s- I, I really wanted to like it. Me, too. That's why I went. But you would think that especially at an opening event like that they would put even more focus on the like ev- just every aspect and there were things that were cold there were mm-hmm. things that were overcooked there yes. were i was like this is not a good first impression no. and like i don't see myself paying 30 plus for, an for entree, this for, entree yeah. that i just received an overcooked portion of i agree um i would be pretty disappointed yeah. The restaurant itself is really pretty, like yeah. beautiful. They really focused on the aesthetics and yeah. nailed it. But I mean, I can't say much because I don't know if maybe I think sometimes an opening event is to get the kinks out. Which, <laughs> oh, yeah. well, no, you know, they probably prepped for that. They probably right. had like a practice night. You should night. have like a family dinner with your staff as that get the kinks yeah, out. Yeah, because now I feel that like. I think about it, you don't want to bring in the 
the influencers or PR people no. and give them the food writers and give Are them you some me? part. Yeah, never mind. I take that back. No, but that was me trying to give them the benefit of the doubt. No, I that always was very do that. generous, and I'm the same way. And the thing is, that's why we won't say the name of the restaurant or anything because I I never want to diss a restaurant. No. It takes oh, no. so much to like get everything together i mean just to even serve us to seat us to have the furniture in the restaurant to have the permitting to oh even serve alcohol God, yeah. there's so many layers to it but like this was just not a good first impression it wasn't. by any means yeah for sure um and that's very rare that really rarely happens and it's it's odd because it's like you feel this exchange of you have to share on your social mm-hmm. where when you go to an a restaurant opening that's kind of the expectation you I don't attend think i ever shared anything <laughs> I, I just shared like the art i was like wall. thanks for the free food bye <laughs> i might have shared a picture of you or like the art or something and that was what i got out of that night but that was a huge get to be able to like connect with you oh yeah I, it was obviously the stars were aligned that we were supposed to meet yeah. each other um and now you're kind of like the bane of my existence in a certain way because I see your freaking food videos every day you make me hungry and it's it's not good for me I don't right apologize because that's what I try and do I know well I I mean I commend you because you're doing a great job but why do I just crave freaking you had like an orange zest pound cake with this drippy icing and I was like oh my gosh oh, I want that so bad loved that one can you I, I might have to special order that one that one looked so good there was like a dark chocolate like coconut cake that i was like mm-hmm. okay my mom will be ordering this soon like that's the variety of different baked goods that you put out and also you sometimes do some like healthier options too on your feed but like for the most part it's cakes it's confections it's cookies it's pavlova it's muffins any, it's, any it's anything any sweet you're just like this is your talent this is your craft to bring to the world it's your skill and you've extended it in so many ways so i think we need to kind of start from the beginning and we don't have to deep dive through every year of your life, but can you at least just, uh, and I've read the about me on your website and everything. So just kind of an overview of how baking spoke to you and how you found this art that is, I mean, it is your living. It is your, it, it is intrinsic to you now. Do you want a dentist that actually spends time getting to know you and your needs? A practice that not only provides regular cleanings, but also excels in straightening teeth, replacing missing teeth, and helping highly anxious patients? Peach Dental is a family-owned practice that does just that. If you're looking for an elevated dental experience, join me at Peach Dental. It's where I go to keep my teeth healthy. Dr. Resnick is offering a special discount for Sky's the Limit listeners. Get 15% off teeth whitening and a 10% discount off of their office membership plan. Visit peachdentalatl.com to learn more and book your appointment. Again, that's peachdentalatl.com. Um, I mean... And- I'm trying to summarize it. Um, I know. It's like, oh, can you tell me the story of your life in four sentences? Well, it's, it's a it's a big ask. Primarily, <clears throat> I had just a lot of emotional issues in high school. Yeah. Um, and family issues. So I just was always by myself in my room most days after school. Um, yeah. So I got into journaling, and I, like, I still keep up with that oh, to this day. Awesome. Like, the same journal I have for, like, 14 years now do you write really small or something it or? was always um on my ipad oh okay i was spoiled in high school um i got an ipad the, fir- okay. the first generation iPad. yeah i didn't even get a i laptop still have that college. first generation ipad too wow oh yeah it doesn't work care. anymore but oh okay i can i still have the charger that they yeah. basically don't make anymore because okay. it's like that fat one. Oh, that is a weapon <laughs> like the i'm talking first ipad ever released yeah yeah Okay. Um, Very cool. I, okay, so that was your journal. And that's yeah, I got into started. journaling to, I don't know, I think try and, like, understand my emotions, honestly. Because yeah. I was always so in my head about everything, and I daydreamed a lot. So Daydream or daydrink? Oh, daydream. No, 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 no. <laughs> okay, I had sorry. an alcoholic stepfather. I didn't want to touch alcohol. Yeah, that okay. contributed to my problems, actually. But okay. No, so I didn't really feel like I had a lot to myself and this was the time where I was trying to figure out college too and I just had no idea what I wanted to study Mm -hmm. um but 
the Barefoot Contessa was yes. Yes, pretty, pretty much my starting point because I came home and Food Network was on and her show was on. Mm-hmm. And her just everything about her, like her vibe and just the style mm-hmm. and her kitchen. I've always loved her kitchen. Yes. Um, but I just clicked with her in the show and it was relaxing and comforting, which I needed mm-hmm. and wanted. So I tried, and at the time I had to like write stuff down from the TV, didn't have a phone. Um, I would write stuff down that she was making and the ingredients. Mm -hmm. I would get on the computer, like try and Google it and then print out the recipe. And I'd ask my mom, like, can we get this ingredients? Can, cause I want to try and make this. And my mom has always been a baker. So I had exposure to that at a young age. And of course she supported it because it was something she was good at and like doing at the time she was an, an, uh, an accountant while I was in high school. So, Oh wow. Yeah. She did the baking career before I was born. Okay. Um, and then revisited it like the last Through few years, you, but the bulk of my life so far, she wasn't in that part of her career. So mm-hmm. she supported it and liked that I was getting into it, but I kind of took it and ran with it on my own. Because after I made that first recipe that I saw on TV, I was like, oh, my God, this is delicious. And I made this all myself. It was so exciting. So that just turned into my after school habit was watching her, only her. I did not like any other show. It was only her. Wow. Um, And I got so obsessed and so involved with it that I asked for one of her cookbooks as a birthday gift. And I got it. And after about a year or so, Mm -hmm. um, approaching senior year of high school, I wrote her a fan letter. And it was three pages long, handwritten. Um, You didn't just mail in the iPad with it. (laughs) (laughs) I could have, because I started journaling about that too. Like I started to develop a lot of very deep personal emotions with food because it was pulling me out of a very dark place in my head. And just giving me something to look forward to every day because I did not like going home. My parents fought like it was bad. So I wrote her a fan letter. I was like, you've done so much for me. Like, thank you for all of this. At that point, I think I had two of her cookbooks. Yeah. Um, And in return, I got a signed photo (gasps) that says for AJ and it has her autograph on it. And to this day, like I got that in. 2011 I think I yeah. it is framed in my living room still yes. to this day 12 as it should 12 be 12 years later wow um because like that is my most prized possession first off but I think that was my first time I've ever felt like I was taking a risk because I I don't know when you write a fan letter it's you're vulnerable. you're kind of putting yourself out there yeah and you don't really expect much in return because these are really famous people that I don't know that she ever personally saw it. She probably had her assistant read it and then her assistant probably asked her like, Hey, I think you should maybe, I don't know. I don't know. I can't say that for sure. Like I really, and I I don't want to derail your conversation, but I'm just thinking like the amount of effort that it takes for an actual letter to get to her and for you to actually have to look at where does this go and you know all of that most people on this earth do not know how to put that much effort forward she probably you know gets even at that point <laughs> in her career 10 letters a week maybe oh like it's gonna cross her desk that's the stuff that motivates people of that level that's too true. so I, I mean it's I, it wasn't like you know Ina Garten is a huge deal and a pinnacle of the like culinary community and the people that love cooking but I I feel like she saw it but that's just my opinion but keep going yeah (laughs) but no that was I think that was what set the fire in me for food is because I was able to learn something on my own that nobody else was telling me to do I was good at it I enjoyed it and it made me feel better which was the key thing it's like it made me feel good which not many other things did at the time. So getting that in return, I was like, okay, I'm going to keep doing this because I feel like she acknowledged me and I'm telling her she's a big part of this. So, I mean, that's the fast forward point where I kept doing that. 
and I didn't go to school for cooking or anything culinary related, but towards the end, I knew that it's what I wanted to do. I just didn't know how to do it. Mm -hmm. So that's why I started a YouTube channel, senior year of college. I was about to graduate with a degree that I did not want. Wasn't it mechanical engineering? It sure was. Wow. One of the toughest degrees you can get that I pretty much got. Self-starter mentality right there. Oh, my goodness. Like, let me just put myself through the ringer to do something that I don't even I was literally trying to please my family. Yeah. I wanted to get an impressive degree because all of my sisters are brilliant women Mm -hmm. who are doing well in their lives. They have good careers. They went to college. Like, they followed the conventional lifestyle that my dad kind of raised us to want to follow yeah because that's what he believes in like i have a very conventional family except for my mom so she plays a huge part in that too because she was the one who helped me step outside the box over the years and like take some risks or do things that maybe my dad wouldn't like because he believes in the go to college get a nine to five do this do this do this like this is your life and that just never suited me Mm -hmm. and so about to graduate and he knew that I wasn't too fond of that field of work. Yeah. Um, so that's why I started my YouTube. It's like, if I'm going to do something with food, I at least want to show people that I enjoy it and that I'm good at it. And this is when YouTube videos were becoming a popular thing. Yes. This was before Instagram or any social media really was in the picture. Wow. It was really just YouTube. And there were a lot of like YouTube food video creators that I liked watching. Mm-hmm. And I tried to learn from them on how to do my own YouTube show. So I did. It was, of course, terrible quality. <laughs> well, I, it's the beginning of YouTube. Oh you can't God. compare it to today. Well, and when you have no idea how much goes into, especially a long-form YouTube production, there's so much to learn. So I remember the first time I ever filmed a YouTube video, not only was I incredibly nervous, but like all the things I would pay attention to now in terms of like lighting, sound, editing, like all these things that go into video creating at the time, YouTube was the only way to do it. And I didn't know any of it. So I just had someone holding a camera. Mm -hmm. I had some very nice friends who offered to help me because they thought it was really cool that I was doing that. And it was really just a fun thing to kind of try to get my name out there. Yeah. Um, And after college, I really just job hopped for a couple years because mm-hmm. I was it like engineering jobs or what no kind of, okay. I tried to find engineering jobs and I couldn't because the demands mm-hmm. and the requirements were so absurd um, I cannot imagine. like I know people complain about that now because it has gotten worse somehow but at the <laughs> time even still like a freshly graduated engineering major they still wanted like four years of experience that like all of this stuff. I'm like, how is somebody supposed to have this to get an entry level job? That doesn't make any sense. It never made any sense to me. And the only people I knew that got hired had literally interned their entire college career. Like all four years they were doing internships. Yeah. Um, And I think because I didn't have any interest or passion for that, it didn't drive me to try very hard to get internships, to find jobs or whatnot. So I didn't try very long to get engineering jobs. I tried for a little bit. It was really discouraging. And I'm like, my heart's not even in this. So I don't know why I'm trying so hard. Like why push yourself in that direction? And I still didn't know what in the food industry I wanted to do. So I didn't really know what jobs to look for. And that's why I just kind of job hopped and tried a bunch of different things like leasing agent, I did retail for a long time because it was easy and it was a job and I could do it. Um, But I figured like while I job hopped, I could at least continue my YouTube and try and make the improvements. And it did improve over time. Um, But it wasn't until COVID happened. Right. Is that Um, when you officially launched AJ's Baking Company was during COVID? Technically, it's... At the time, it was Bake It with AJ because that was yeah. that was the name of my YouTube show, um, and it wasn't until COVID, like after I don't know three years of doing videos, mm-hmm. that I finally had one do well because I eventually, statistically, oh something God. will I could, happen to pop off. 
I could oh, never boy. figure out like how to make a video do well on YouTube because it's yeah. very difficult. Es There's a lot of competition, especially today. Now that everyone's trying to do social media, but like right. even at the time, I had the hardest time figuring out how to get a video to get views. So it wasn't until COVID that I had a video do somewhat well, like it got 10,000 views, which for me was a lot. That is a lot. Um, before that, it was I would be lucky to get 1,000 on a video. Yeah. So it was really motivating and exciting because I had picked up a lot of tips and tricks and, of course, did my own research on, like, mm -hmm. how do you work with the algorithm? How do you make these videos do well? And I was finally implementing a lot of that, and a video did really well. I was like, okay, this is a good starting point. Yes, like, it's validation it at is, that point. It is. So that increased traffic a lot to um, my other pages because over those years I established Instagram and everything else. And um, through COVID, I was trying to relate to people at home, like trying to post videos mm -hmm. that they could use and everyone was baking during COVID. So my content was finally appearing on people's pages. Yeah. Um, but I still wasn't making money. So it was the end of 2020 okay. um, when I was like, how do I turn this into a business? Because I'm spending all this time and energy on like social media. Cause at that point I was doing YouTube and Instagram. Um, TikTok was not in the picture yet. It wasn't yeah. even invented yet. I don't think, um, I think or maybe it was, it was, but it wasn't mainstream. It was brand new. Yeah. It was brand new. And it's funny. Cause I remember to this day, I told myself like, I'm not going to do TikTok. It was a brand new app at the time. And I was like, it's like, can we go back and like, rewind a few years? I don't and feel both like doing on. had I, Oh my God. Had if I you had started, then you'd be freaking Charlie D'Amelio. Oh my like, God. Had I done what I do now yeah. when TikTok was new, I know. when I said I, I wasn't going to do it, shoulda, woulda, coulda. I would probably have a million followers. Oh, on it. even more. Um, I mean, you'd pop off better than Alex Earl. <laughs> I was like referencing Charlie, like a millennial that I am, but like I'm a big Alex Earl fan too. Um, but I know it's like if we even knew then. Oh, the yeah. funny thing is, my introduction to TikTok was like my Snapchat little stories mm -hmm. that come up as those branded things, and I thought it was so lame. I thought it sound the app name is dumb. This looks stupid. <laughs> like, oh, my first video got thirty thousand views. <gasps> because on it was an alcoholic bunt cake. Oh, yeah. Works every time. And within a day, I had gotten like 2,000 followers, 30,000 views on that video. And I was like, well, damn, why didn't I do this a year ago? Right. Or even two years ago. But sometimes it's like as you are doing your own business your own way by yourself, you're trying to figure everything out oh, yeah. about owning a business. And I relate to that very strongly. You, you know... No. If we beat ourselves up the rest of the time about the things that we didn't know and wish we could have started earlier, then we would never get anything done. No, absolutely not. Yeah. Okay, so anyways, you're it's at the end of 2020, Bake It with AJ, starting yeah. to get a little traction, and then what's going on from there? So I'm like, how do I make money with this? Because at that point, I had started to get some like paid sponsorship offers on Instagram, which was really exciting. Yeah. Because before that, I didn't even know that was a thing. I didn't even know I could make money doing that. Um, so the idea came up to try dessert mixes, um, for the holidays, like, yes. and, and at that time they were in like glass mason jars, like very homey, very, <laughs> we'll go with rustic. It was a start. Yes. Rustic <laughs> very is a rustic. great term for that. Um, I was like, oh, that's a really good idea. So uh -huh. I did sugar cookie mix, um, gingerbread mix and... I don't even know if I can remember what the other one was. I mean, you're already making me hungry with um, the other two. But, but yeah. they were these, and at the time, they weren't even my recipes. Um, I was figuring out how to make them into, like, dry mixes mm -hmm. that the user could just add the wet ingredients to, and boom, there's your, there's your dessert. That's tough stuff. It is tough yeah. stuff. Um, but to my surprise, they did ridiculously well um, over the, the holiday season, and I made a lot of money doing it. So that was the starting point of like the business side of things. I was like, okay, this is a market and I don't know anybody else that does this mm -hmm. like at all. Like Me very, and even to this day, I don't know anyone else that does it. Mm -hmm. So for a year or so, I played around with a bunch of different ideas for different mixes. I was like, cause the dream 
kind of came to me. I was like, now I am dreaming to like have a line of mixes in grocery stores one day. Yes. Um, so it's a lot to figure out. Um, but fast forward to now, the like the packaging, the everything, there's so much that goes into it. But this year alone, getting the licensing, all the certifications, the packaging, the FDA compliance stuff to have mixes that are like store shelf ready takes a very long time. It's a very expensive process. But now I have my three returning holiday mixes that are on pre-order. And they're on your website right now. Yeah, since all of this, I launched a website so I could publish all my recipes that I film, have my online store where you can order the mixes for nationwide shipping. Um, and then this year started like the cake orders and stuff as well because the last few years I was a flight attendant. Um, I did not know that. Yeah. So like <laughs> in, in, in the midst You're of like, yeah, bitch, I'm tired. There, like there's <laughs> something else I did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in the midst of like figuring out all the business stuff, it still wasn't paying nearly enough for me yeah. to live off of. So for a couple years, I didn't know what to do with it or like how to grow. And it was a point in my life where I wasn't, I don't think I was mature enough. I didn't have enough knowledge or experience to like actually build a business. Um, it's always a work in progress. It is. Yes. So yeah, I was a flight attendant for almost four years and I got that job with the intention of it just being a placeholder and a bill payer so that I could fund my business to make it grow to someday only do that for work. Yeah. yeah. So that day came last year, um, last mm -hmm. November. It's already been a year, which is crazy to me. But yeah. like last year at the beginning in January of 2022, I had the goal of I want to be able to leave this job by the end of the year. So I worked my butt off last year to keep on with the social media, make any improvements with video quality, everything mm -hmm. to get good eye-catching content across all my platforms now on every app out there. Yep. Um, increase traffic to my website, get orders coming in on a monthly basis, just do everything, try and get sponsors, get paid content, like create as many income streams as possible so that I could afford to leave the job. And by November, with my holiday mixes on pre-order and stuff, I was like, I'm not going to have time for this. And to, for all of those other things, um, or on, or I'm not going to have time, time for your job for flying. That's well, but that's the dream. It, and it was the the goal. Yeah. And I tossed the decision for about two months around in my head mm -hmm. of like, I know this is a good, stable career that I could have forever, but that's the conventional part of my dad popping into my head saying like don't take risks um i think we all have that little voice take too. risk taking is terrifying but yeah it can i mean you kind of have to not kind of you absolutely have to you, you have to take risks if you want to achieve anything big especially um, if you can visualize what that is for you like you visualize well, and you manifested think, that for yourself I think that was the one thing that took the longest was to visualize what I was trying to do and where yeah. I was trying to go which and I think is that roadmap which I think is why it took me so long to get there was mm -hmm. because I didn't have a roadmap I didn't know how to draw one and I didn't really have an end goal or big picture in my head until last year when I made that goal to leave the job and be like, no, I want the mixes to go national. I want the content to do well. Yes. And I want to publish books. Book books. Yeah. Um, and I've. And you've done. Check, check, well, and check. I mean, the mixes. There's still more to go. Of course obviously, there's more to go. But like, you, but you have to, I think as a small business owner, the way that you at least just acknowledge November means a year. Like, you have to celebrate those wins oh, yeah. for yourself because nobody else is going to do it for you. I will do it for <laughs> you because I understand what it takes to do that. But that is a major accomplishment. And I am now even, like, taking that inspiration from you of I'm in that point right now, too, where I'm like, I need to make my checklist of what are those goals that I want to achieve so that I can be on that road, path, mm -hmm. like that map in that same way. So I might be taking some tips on the other side <laughs> of this podcast or we do a part two on it because that's the missing piece right there. And it's so hard when you're trying to build a career into something where 
you can't just get a degree in it and like apply for it. Yeah. And nobody that is that, you know, not like idol of success, but representative of success that you want, like an Ina Garten or something. You can't do the same thing in the same way. And they're not going to tell you, oh, if you just connect with this person and then do this and then do this, there isn't, they don't, nobody gives you that roadmap. And I wish they did. I always was looking for it. (laughs) <laughs> it just wasn't same there. <laughs> honestly same but we have to build our own yeah okay so now you're doing the most i know i i even confuse myself sometimes because i think as a small business owner you have to be so open to pretty much any direction that mm-hmm. things could go in so you can have like an initial idea of this is what i want to do but it doesn't mean it's going to work you and that's something i've had a very tough time learning and applying over the last year being on my own is that you can have an idea but that doesn't mean it's going to do well like even if you try really hard and invest a lot in it it doesn't guarantee that it's going to pop off yeah so you have to have plan b's you have to have other ideas of like i could do this i could do it a different way or I could go a completely different direction, like the term pivot. I've heard a lot <laughs> the last year because that keeps it going in my head you every day too. Have to be able to. Like yeah. you cannot get of course it's fine to get upset if something doesn't work out. It's natural. Like acknowledge your feelings and let them happen, but don't let them stop the process or like Well, the stakes are too high when you own your own business. Yeah, and okay, if you stop for too long then you're not making any money well, and you can't continue working and if for you're yourself. on your own yeah and you are responsible for your own income exactly it completely changes the game and teaches you a lot and does a lot to you as a person like there are a lot of things i've learned and done with myself the last year that would have not happened mm-hmm. had i held on to my other job and like had the security and that comfort in the back of my head like this is a fallback no there is no fallback like I am 100% invested in this so I don't have time to sit and like just twiddle my thumbs and be like well what am I going to do maybe I can just hope for the best and hope this will work out on its own Mm -hmm. no it's not going to but that stress is better I think hopefully I tell myself this every day (laughs) but it's better than when you're sitting at that desk being like why am I doing this I am just settling because Mm -hmm. I've had that feeling too in my last job I was like I could just sit here know it's a steady income know that I get weeks off work that I can step away at 5 p.m. or whatever for the most part and just settle but you're here living life Mm -hmm. why would you do that to yourself well i mean a lot of people are okay with that though and that's fine if you're okay with it then that's a different thing yeah no but that's not you no that's not absolutely not no because i know probably the majority of the population maybe they dream of other things but like it's nice to have that comfort of like this is my schedule it's something i can plan it's a routine i have income like the conventional lifestyle works for so many it's definitely comforting. There's definitely something yeah, to it. Yeah, and I understand. We, we like chaos, obviously. We do. Yeah, and, like, I get it. I, that's the lifestyle, the normal lifestyle, and mm-hmm. that's fine. Like, a lot of people prefer that, and that's fine because it works, mm-hmm. obviously. But if you're like me and you're more of a dreamer or, like, a go-getter or you just, for some reason, have really big hopes and aspirations in life and you just don't feel happy unless you're chasing them then all you can do is do anything possible to get there right so i yeah i will never hate on people who just oh no and i'm not meaning oh i know that too yeah yeah yeah. it's me trying to credit the people who like just sit and watch while while they have their job and they do all this i'm like honestly good for you like you you're the backbone of society sometimes sometimes i'm jealous that i'm not comfortable doing that because it could be so much easier and i'm choosing to make it more difficult which i know yeah so every risk that i come across or everything that may not work out i signed up for and i have to be okay with that because i chose that life but now things are going so well that I couldn't even picture myself doing anything else. But it took a lot 
to get there. Yeah. And it was very difficult, very expensive, very yes. time consuming, <laughs> very emotionally draining. Like, I get why people don't do it. Thank you to award-winning Atlanta realtor Jenna Mizrach of Keller Williams Peachtree Road for sponsoring this episode of Sky's the Limit podcast and furnishing the Keller Williams podcast studio. If you're looking to buy or sell a home or just want to have a conversation about what's going on in this market, connect with Jenna. She was my realtor and I wouldn't have the house that I have without her support and help. She's amazing and I can't say enough good things about her. DM her through Instagram. That's the best place to reach her at Jen Miesroch. That's at J-E-N-N-M-E-A-S-R-O-C-H. Yeah, I get it too. Well, I mean, the risks, like I said, are so high and mm-hmm. the stakes are so high. You cannot Well, it's just your sit. life. Like. It is your life. Well, and it's it's something too that I like sometimes think about with my friends who they shop a lot or they spend their money in other ways. And my um, one of my good friends and business partners in my TV show, we both invest that spending money back into ourselves and our business. Oh, yeah, no. So it's kind of that mentality, You have too. to. Yeah. Um, but I, I think that's amazing, and I think it's just – it's very cool to identify with you in so many ways, but also to look up to you in so many ways of how far you've extended this at this point in your career. I mean, it's still super we're still early. Enough. Like, I can't wait to keep following this along the way. I mean, by the way, just quick mention before we get into the baking questions, but you were on Food Network, so we kind of can't brush over that because that's Briefly. a dream of mine. Yeah. Well, no. So over the course of starting my business, I had dreams of like, I want to publish a book. I want to yeah. like make it in media. I want to be on a Food Network show, all these things. So over the last two years, I've published two cookbooks. My second one just came out. Damn. Um, I've been in maybe. The book looks fabulous, by the oh, way. I'm Look on Instagram, thrilled. everybody. Yeah. I've been in like eight online articles, a couple of them wow. bigger. I mean, you just dropped AJC last I did. weekend. It just came out with the Thanksgiving yeah. baking that, stuff. That was the pinnacle, honestly. Um, <laughs> so exciting. But when I saw your face on there. Jeez, I I can't even tell you like how that feels, but like the two books, all the online articles, um, two TV news appearances, yes, and like a product line, social media, now cake and dessert orders. Like I'm doing so much, but like you got a lot. Of now legs. it's an established. Like my name is out there finally. Yeah. Like my yes. business is established. I have a ground to build on now. Mm-hmm. So now it just feels like the beginning because like all this stuff that took years to just nail down and figure out mm-hmm. I have so yep. I can finally just start building off of that which is, is built. scary in itself uh, yeah, I know it is. Um, well, and it's like you can't dwell too much on it or it like no, scares you for the no, next step. It's for like sure. the good thing is you're too busy to dwell. Yeah, you have to just honestly, keep going. Yeah, because <laughs> especially in this season right now. Oh, yeah. The holiday season is my peak season. Yeah. So I look forward the whole year to this mm-hmm. um, because I'm doing content, lots of it yes. for partnerships and myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm doing my holiday mixes that I do at pop ups and sell online. I'm doing dessert orders. I'm. What else am I doing? I mean, you're selling the mixes. You're selling the cookbooks. You just launched your second cookbook. You're just getting in print and digital for AJC. You're on my podcast, obviously. <laughs> um, <laughs> you're, I mean, let me think. What are the other things? You're still creating content. You're a uh, fresh market. Are you an ambassador or, or what's the actual title for it? Um, I have a, a great representative. A host and a content creator. Because they do creator. monthly live streams and I'm a host for that. Yeah. And, then and you do a great job. And also, the great thing that differentiates your videos, and I just have to, like, acknowledge this so people understand why it's great to follow, not only are these, like, tactile skills that you can build and learn and grow through watching you cook and bake and all of that, but um, they're also funny. Like, the yeah. way that you, like, make your videos comedy, but also like practical it's it's great i love seeing your head poke out behind the (laughs) shelf and stuff it really is a nice surprise to my day well i've had to figure out how to stand out on social media because now everybody's trying to do it and like there are a million food video creators out there Mm -hmm. so it can be discouraging Mm -hmm. um to try and put all this effort into content and it not do well so i'm like how do i stand out I just be myself like I'm not that is the key I'm not gonna sit here and try and make a perfect video and make this super formal because it's honestly boring 
and there are other people doing it yes. like what are the key thing is to like try and find something that people aren't doing mm -hmm. because that's going to catch somebody's eye and they're going to stop scrolling and be like oh i haven't seen this or this isn't just like this other blogger i follow so why am i going to follow yours Yes. It's social media can be very discouraging, but once you figure out like just how to stand out or just make something yours, yes. People will resonate with it. And like yes. and I have been told that so many times every day by messages and it's photos. It's harder than it sounds though. It is it's extremely difficult to just like Oh, just be your full self and just extend who you are well, but in digital form. It's a difficult that thing to do. Plus knowing how to produce yeah. quality content, filming, editing posting like tell me about the it. times of days matter on each app they're yeah. all different like there's a lot that goes into knowing how to do well on social media mm -hmm. and a lot of people figure that out quicker than others yep. um, which can be the discouraging part because you can be putting all this effort into it and maybe it's not doing so well but you see someone else and they're like why did your video get 10,000 likes right. and mine got like 50 well, also can you differentiate between the people who are buying their likes and all the things oh yeah too? I mean I can too it's just it's so sometimes a lot of the people are just comparing apples to apples is what it looks like but actually mm -hmm. there's some oh yeah you know well and like comparing various things <laughs> behind the scenes yeah but comparing yourself to others is something you can't do I know. sometimes i subconsciously do oh it i do I too no I, we yeah. all do it i think to some extent but um th the more you compare yourself to others the worse you'll perform because yes. you stop it takes away from you it does like it clogs your head with all this unnecessary BS and mm -hmm. you start performing worse like in your content and you start to just become a machine to pump it out just for the sake of pumping it out Boo. Um, and you lose your like individuality and your uniqueness so that's something else I was really bad about was like comparing myself to others because I'm yeah. like I want to be like that just in the sense of like successful or right or but then you think you engagement. have to do the same thing that they're doing and that's when it's not going to do well because that's because it's already out there and it's not yours so i know it's such a mental <laughs> like hurdle with all of it this whole but thing is mental as yeah, yeah completely mental it, it really is and i think we i think we definitely might have to table that conversation for a future <coughs> note oh, like yeah we could talk about social media all day it's its I own mean, industry it's it it, it really 100%. is and it requires so much thought energy effort and it's i i just commend you for how you do put yourself out there you put yourself out there authentically it's visually beautiful and it straight up makes me hungry and laugh simultaneously every time that i watch your videos laugh in a good <laughs> way because it's an intentional thing on your part and i was when i was like even doing a little bit of um not stalking but just like looking through your stuff before this interview i was like i'm so creepy like we met one time and i've liked every single post that you've put out <laughs> since we've met but i think we're both just like that it's also funny when your people not that i'm an influencer i am on social media but i really have used that energy to all of my clients mm -hmm. which is a funny thing because it probably could have been a little bit more lucrative for me to invest that energy in myself but that's a and again in that tabled conversation but when you and i meet or like people with that similar mindset meet we're like okay now that we know that we like each other and we're both following each other, we're going to continue supporting each oh, other. Yeah, so that's sure. kind of, that's how we communicate and support from afar. And that's just kind of, that's like the industry. You mm -hmm. have to, if you actually value somebody's creativity or whatever, you continue following and you continue supporting yeah. their stuff. So I, I think that's really great. Okay. I could talk to you all day, but we have to get into some baking questions, okay? I'm I'm sorry to hold you on for so long, but like, this is important. Like, we're and it's now there's a lot to it too. I mean, there's it's so many steps. Like, I always say, you know, growing up, my dad is a great baker, my mom is a great cook, and they cannot switch roles. They're both the opposite doesn't work for them for me i in high school also was very into baking and i like was known as like the cupcake girl at my high school like i loved baking cupcakes and stuff um but 
now I'm really more of a cook and my husband is the baker. Mm -hmm. So I need my memory refreshed too. And I want all of the amateur bakers at home to not make mistakes because if you're out of practice, these things could happen to you. Um, so we're going to just go through a couple of fast, hot takes about baking. And obviously, as we all well know, AJ has two cookbooks. So like he, he knows the techniques. I do know a thing or two. You know a thing or two. You've been doing this for like well over a decade at this point. Okay. So, um, where do I begin? I literally made like 20 questions, Good. but we're going to go that. through a top 10. We're just going to rapid fire them. Okay. So first talk about the value in preheating your oven before you start baking. Oh yeah. You always have to. You have um, to. First off, because if your oven's not the right temperature, then whatever you're making is not going to turn out the way it's supposed to. Ugh. Um, and I always recommend getting a thermometer to put in your oven. They're super oh. cheap. You can get them at the grocery store or online if you just want to order one, maybe 10 bucks or even less sometimes. Yeah. The little ones that hang on the oven rack okay. that tell you what the temperature is because every oven I've ever had was not accurate. Wow. So if I set it to 350, I've had one oven that would only make it to like 310, 315. I had some that went all the way up to 400 when I set it to 350. Oh so a lot of people get discouraged because they bake something they think their oven's correct. They don't even think about that. Right. They say, oh, I set it to 350. It's fine. You bake it. It comes out overbaked or underbaked, and you think it's the recipe's fault. Um, Put that thermometer hanging Get an on oven thermometer rack. so that if you preheat your oven to 350, you can look, and if it's not, adjust your oven temperature so that it'll yeah. actually turn out. Because why put effort into something if something you didn't even know is a problem is going to ruin it? Like this is a problem people don't know that they have. It's this not, is such a hot. It's take. not common knowledge. Like yeah. my biggest tip is get an oven thermometer. It will change everything. Oh my gosh! Wow, everybody. Yeah. Okay. That's that's major, and I will be doing that too. <laughs> and that's like news to me. Um, okay. Substituting ingredients. How should people modify a recipe or to make it vegan? Or like, do people can people kind of freehand that, or they need to look up that specific recipe? Like, if somebody wanted to use oat milk instead of regular milk, is that something that is doable or not preferred in your world and head? It completely depends on the recipe. Okay. Um, there are some recipes where you really just can't substitute things because yeah. it will not come out the same. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people don't know that because they don't know what each ingredient does for the recipe. Each thing acts a different way in the oven. So yeah. like there are a lot of things you can't simply replace with another because they won't react the same way in the oven to get you the same taste or texture or whatnot. Um, so always this look. This is science. Everybody. It is. It literally is. But always yeah. look it up because there are so many like egg replacements. There are so many milk replacements, all kinds of things that do work, but I personally don't specialize in vegan or other stuff. So anytime somebody asks for it, I look it up because yeah. just because you're using a half a cup of milk doesn't mean you can use a half a cup of something else. You, yeah. There are different measurements. It's It sounds like a lot, but all you have to do is look it up. Like, what's a good replacement and can I use it in this? Great. Because the answer is not always yes. Yeah. And that's important to know instead it, of just it doing it. And then, and it, then being disappointed then that it, you've invested three hours of time. Oh, because likely energy. it'll be disgusting. <laughs> and you don't <laughs> want it to taste like cardboard. And then, again, people will get mad at the recipe mm -hmm. because they don't know that you can't just replace something. Yeah. You never can. You need to be able to, like, look that up and make sure it will work. Otherwise, mm -hmm. don't do it because it's not going to work. And it's not the recipe's fault. Not all recipes are made. And you don't need to troll them on their no, comments. Online. Not all recipes are made to be substituted with stuff. Otherwise, right. we would post that. <laughs> Otherwise, in the recipe, I would say, you can use this instead. If I don't, don't assume that you can and then get mad at me for it not turning out. This is valuable advice. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Continuing. What does it mean? Because a lot of recipes ask this, and I see you do this in a lot of your recipes too. What does it mean when a recipe says to cream the butter and sugar together? And how do you do that? You just, I normally use a hand mixer unless yeah. I'm making something that makes a lot of batter or dough, a stand mixer then. But you're just beating the butter and sugar on like a medium speed for like three to five minutes mm -hmm. just because that lets the sugar start to dissolve and it can help the texture of whatever you're making. Yep. So that's not something you should ever skip. 
Definitely don't. Yeah. Okay, so you can use a hand mixer or you can use like a, a what's it called, a countertop mixer, like a kitchen. Like a stand or mixer, like. a kitchen. Yeah, stand mixer. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. How many times can you open an oven while your baked good is baking? There are a lot of people that I see open the oven, and my dad has a funny story of opening the oven when his mom was making popovers, and they did not pop. Well, they were not big. They were not airy. I mean, light. all due respect, they create oven lights for a reason. <laughs> you turn the oven light on, you look through the door, and that's why you should always keep your oven clean. Yes. If you're going to be baking stuff. Oh, my gosh. If, ew, if you couldn't see through the window. Well, I've seen the plenty oven. of ovens where you can't, and I know a lot of people who aren't bakers honestly don't care how their yeah. oven is, and that's fine. Like, if it's not what you do, then fine, but at least clean the oven door so mm -hmm. that if you're baking something and you need to pay attention to it, you can look through the door. Cause if you open the door, you're going to let the heat out Yep. and it's not always like detrimental, mm -hmm. but it will make it take longer. And there mm -hmm. are some things where you can't open the oven door because like right. the steam that forms in there is needed for that recipe to turn out. And if you let the steam out, it's in the case of popovers, mm -hmm. they're going to fall flat. Yeah, it's not going to be yeah. that airy, so delicious. So don't open the oven door. Or a gougere. <laughs> or even like, even like sponge cake. And like, I mean, really, it affects everything. It's just bringing down the temperature. Oh, yeah. Um, okay. Gosh, I have so many questions for you, but we're going to just do three more. Um, any trending, like, topping or styling that you recommend for this holiday season? I've seen you use some really beautiful decor on your cakes and um, using different things. I've like been obsessed with the little, in high school I was at least when I was on my baking kick, I loved little ha having pearls mm -hmm. that I could put on things. Is there anything that you really are enjoying with your holiday baked goods right now? I think because over the holidays I keep it classic. Um, yeah. I don't necessarily have a ton of cake orders over the holidays. It's more pies and like oh. pumpkin rolls and cookies mm -hmm. and stuff. Um, more like individual. Yeah, things. but. I like, on social media the trends are all over the place right now with cakes especially because yeah. I've noticed just in general cake decorating in general is popular mm -hmm. not necessarily one style because there are times where like the cartoon cake decorating or like all that was the trend yes. right now I don't really know that there is a trend for decorating because it's the holidays yeah. and people are focusing more on like flavors and classics okay I mean that says a lot too yeah. that's important um okay any common questions your family and friends text you about? No. Okay. They know to <laughs> keep that. You go Google, everybody. You do not mess with AJ. This is peak season. Okay, great. Good for you to have that strong boundary. <laughs> I have not figured that out with my family yet. Okay. Um, and have you ever had a total baking flop? So many times. Okay. Um, and I, it doesn't matter how professional you are. Like there's always some sort of uncharted territory. So most of the time it's with something I've never made mm -hmm. or I've only made once. And like, I'm trying a different method, which you just have to be okay with. Cause yeah, it's a trial and error. Again, like the, the process and the method of which you make something means the world in baking. So if you're trying to go a different route to like, maybe write your own recipe or something you have yeah. to be okay with a fail which i've had many times where like i've tried to make a dough or a cake and completely change the way it comes out and it that's gross at the end <laughs> like well now i know not to do this again yeah you don't do it the same it's way a learning twice. experience that's so true um also, I mean, it sounds like you have a clear boundary that your family and friends don't text you with their baking questions, but will you be the exclusive baker for the holidays? I normally am. That's and like, so nice of you. They'll text me sometimes, but it's never the same thing, honestly. A lot yeah. of times it's just completely random. <laughs> Great. Yeah. That's really cool. Okay, so if everybody's listening, go to Bake It With AJ on YouTube. Also go to all of your socials um, to 
check out things. I have so many questions to ask you, but we just <laughs> talk forever. It's such a problem. This was like we spent three hours together that first night. I know. We were together, and it was like you still felt bad leaving me because yes. there was more left to say, you know? <laughs> so I'll just hold them on for our next episode together because I bet there will be another one. Oh, yeah. Um, but, AJ, do you want to just, like, rattle off and plug yourself of, like, the, all the ways that people can follow you? Obviously, YouTube, Bake It With AJ, but yeah. your cookbooks, your website, all the things. Yeah, so Instagram is just my name. It's AJ D. Diego. Um, YouTube is Bake It With AJ. TikTok is Bake It With AJ. And then pretty much everything's on my website, bakeitwithaj.com. That's where my online store is, the links to my book, my online store with my merchandise. Like, it's all there. And awesome. it's all linked on Instagram. I'm trying to make it easy for people. I think you do a great job of it. <laughs> and again, I just love following you. And I I hadn't like deep dived into your website, into every tab mm -hmm. and looking through everything, but just like looking at the gallery of your photos. If anybody just needs a break in your work day to look at some gorgeous food photos in a row, that's where you should go. That could be your <laughs> screensaver on your computer. It's amazing. But AJ, I just... I'm so happy for all of the success that you've already had, but I know that there's just so much more to come. And I'm just glad Let's that we're so. in each other's <laughs> lives in this point now. And like, I'm just so excited to see it and um, continue this awesome, fun relationship. So thank you so much for being on today. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. It was a real rocking time. <laughs> Party. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Hope you have a great day. Thank you so much for listening. Join me every Tuesday for a new episode of Sky's the Limit, available wherever you listen to podcasts. You can follow along in the meantime on Instagram at sky.estroff or sky-estroff.com. See you next week.